Giuliani. Hello, this is Rudy Giuliani, and I'm uh, coming to you from Houston, Texas. That's right, Houston, Texas. I just had a very interesting uh, lunch here in Houston, Texas, with a man who's for many, many years been involved in the real estate business. And I know Houston for quite some time. I was a senior partner in a law firm called Bracewell Giuliani, which I uh, took to New York. And I might add, we brought up to the top 100 law firms in the United States, and I had a great time there for 10 years. Fortunately, the senior partner who brought me in, uh, he, he died almost the same day as my good friend Denny Young. It's, it's terrible to even think about. But in any, in any event, he, he was telling me about how this place has changed since I used to come here. When I came here, this ended about 10 years ago, so I used to, <laughs> I used to love to stop at, a, at a, a cigar store that's no longer there, right in downtown, right near the courthouses, right near the, 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 the big law firm. We had, you know, it was a three, 400-person law firm in 10 states and five countries. And I used to sit, sit there with the cops and the, and the defense lawyers and the, um, and the legal aid lawyers. And we talk about the trials because, look, I'm a trial junkie. And uh, this was a pretty darn safe city. Well, they're one of the leading cities for crime in America. Don't know I'm going to have to check if they set a record for homicide last year. If they didn't, they got very close. The people are used and are frightened out of their minds. And, of course, they have a Soros paid for, imposed upon them DA, who the police officers, some of whom now I've gotten to meet coming back to my hotel, just, you know, walk up to you and tell you, I don't know, I think we're worse than New York. Well, after what happened today in New York, I don't know, I don't know how you can possibly say it's worse than New York. Today's uh, uh, shooting... It's one of those that just shocks the world. Now, you've got to understand, there were many times when New York City was not the most dangerous city. We often had the most murders, but we feel like the most dangerous city because anything good that happens in New York gets magnified, which is to our benefit and advantage. But I, I, I imagine Mayor Adams is getting this. Anything that's bad that happens in New York gets magnified. And this shooting today, aside from being an, a humanitarian disaster, is going to be world news. And it's going to convince people that New York is not a safe enough place to come to. That's just the long and short of it. Now, if this shooting took place here, well, we'd know about it. It'd be a story. But it wouldn't be a big story. And it would be a story that um, would get some attention, and we cover some of those shootings that take place elsewhere. But this is a major problem, and it was not helpful for the mayor today to tell us that our subways are safe. Do you know that um, as an academic matter, and I consider myself somewhat of an academic on crime reduction because I've studied it as well as done it, more and better than anyone else, I may add. Uh, you could make the argument that subway crime has never been as high as street crime. But then if you're a mayor with insight, 
if you're a mayor with leadership abilities, you understand that subways have an extra degree of terror because people are shut in in subways. So take a shooting, a killing, a beating, or this new phenomenon that we see in the de Blasio and growing under Adams, throwing people on the tracks. And people are frightened out of their minds. It does not do any good to tell them that they're safe. And then tomorrow we read about someone who gets shot on the subway. Just do your job, Adams. The numbers are going up. I don't know what you're doing. You never bother to ask for my advice. You might hate me. You might despise me. I really don't think you think I'm a racist. After all, you endorsed me for mayor after four years of being in office, and you said that I did a much better job than Dinkins in reducing crime at a time in which you didn't have a motive to lie. So I know politicians, and I'm a Democrat. You're a Republican. You've got to oppose me. But can you possibly deny the fact that I reduce crime more than any mayor in the history of our city or any other? So this lone gunman at 8.20 this morning, uh, five, five foot five, I think, and um, there was a smoke-filled uh, open canister. I guess he, I'm not, I'm not, now I'm guessing, never do that. When you investigate, I was taught by Carl Bogan. Uh, 16 shot. Uh, it's a, it, 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 16 people were shot or otherwise injured. And he seems to be a lone gunman. He had a vest on and a gas mask. He threw smoke bombs on the subway car in Brooklyn, and he began shooting. And there's a manhunt going on, and they're looking for a U-Haul with Arizona license plates. I don't know if this still applies, but this is the last notice that I got. AL31408. And by the way, all U-Hauls have Arizona plates. So let's not assume he comes from Arizona. But in any event, who cares where he came from? He came here, and uh, I'm going to say this. Now, this is, again, this is advice to Adams. Don't take your mind off this. Let this be an obsessive, compulsive matter. When we had our first possible... Uh, a serial killer. I think he got away with two, and we finally caught him because we got his fingerprints because we did quality of life and we did broken windows. We got his we got his uh, we got his fi his fingerprints because he was a jump style uh, uh, evader, a jumper. And four weeks earlier, we had arrested him. It was it was featured at the time as one of the uh, reasons for then the universally accepted broken windows theory that was propounded by James Q. Wilson of Harvard University. Intellectuals back then accepted it as almost too obvious to deny unless he was stupid. Now, you know, I think Adams, I'm sorry, I, I do think Adams accepts the broken windows theory. I, I, I mean, I, I'm sort of where the New York Post was yesterday on Adams I see good things, I see bad things. I don't like his politics, I don't like his wanting to allow non-citizens to vote. I think that's going to ruin this city. I think it's unconstitutional. I don't think he fights hard enough for us. Uh, 
but I'm for him. I'm with him. I want to help him. If I would, I would love to get two days to work with the PD and see if we could apply what we did then to now, because I know there are little tricks to it that, uh, and he gets all the credit for it. He really does. But this is another one that's a kick in the head to the city. Let's, let's listen to my pal Bo Deedle describe this, who, 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 whose experience on the street with crime is like second to none. That's cut 11. And there's a lot of predominantly Jewish people that travel on that train. And that was the motive behind these other creeks back in 1998 to get as many Jewish passengers as they could get. And I'm not saying it's the same, but it's just very similar. So these things have to be solved immediately. When the Yankel-Rosenbaum shooting, that's the one I thought he was going to talk about, took place. 94 and a young uh, Hasidic uh, or um, seminary student, Jewish seminary student, was shot on a bus going onto the Brooklyn Bridge, and I think four or five wounded. I remember I rushed to St. Vincent's Hospital. <laughs> Some of the Jewish parents were there who have, who have since become very, very friendly with it. And um, they had, I had noticed they had covered up uh, certain statues and and I asked the chief uh, nurse, why did you do that? And they said, well, Cardinal O'Connor had heard about this, and he didn't want to embarrass the Jewish people. I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about Cardinal O'Connor sometime, and I'll tell you what a real man is like. <laughs> to me, he was um, to me, he was a saint. And, uh, and, and you don't know, and this would be a good opportunity, you don't know the things he did for the people of this city. You don't know the things he did with p people with HIV and AIDS, and he was attacked, you know, for his moral position on, on that practice. Not his humanitarian position. Very few people did more than the Catholic Church to help people with AIDS, even though there's a moral issue there. Now, Hochul. I tell you, Mayor Adams, you got her right now. You got her right where you want her and take advantage of these things to help the people of the city of New York. Not to help you politically. Hmm? Right now, she looks like she's getting herself right in position to be the third elected Democrat governor in a row that by the time she finishes, if she ever gets reelected, she's going out in a scandal. She doesn't have to stay away from it. I mean, the whole thing with the Buffalo Bill thing, which is getting played but not played at the dimension it should, it stinks to high heaven. First of all, that stadium was supposed to be built in downtown Buffalo to help the people of Buffalo. It's not. It can be built in the suburbs. Number two, it was supposed to help the people of Buffalo, but uh, she made a deal with the unions uh, with prevailing price law where most of those jobs are going to go outside of Buffalo. That deal will make uh, the cost of it go up for everyone, including you, the taxpayer, by 20%. Oh, but she announced it was a great deal, which makes her another creepy, sneaky, slimy political liar. Because by adding prevailing wage, she made it cost 20% more than it had to cost. And beyond that, in order to get it past her legislature, 
She added $4 billion of useless scratch people's back for voting for Democrat spending to a budget that is already more than twice the budget of the state of Florida, which has a million more people than us and is a much more desirable place to live by five to one based on polls of four to one. So that stadium isn't going to cost us 600 or 800 million. It's going to cost us $4 billion because you had to do payoffs to get it. And she's the kind of governor who does that. Now she's got a lieutenant governor who just got arrested for bribery. They're not even in office yet. And we got a lieutenant governor get arrested. This is a state that has lost two governors to scandals. We've had a controller go to jail. I mean, I can't even count it anymore. The Speaker, the speaker of the Assembly, a, a, a Republican, the majority leader of the Senate. I mean, if, if, you, if you made the U.S. Attorney's Office in Albany a commission job, I think, you'd get, I think, I'd apply, I think a lot of people would apply for it. I think, I mean, you get, you, if you got a percentage of, let's say if you could do RICO cases and you got a percentage of the money you could recover on the RICO cases, you could, I mean, you could be more successful than some of those Wall Street lawyers. Somebody has to clean up Albany, really clean it up. Stop it. You know, they say, when are they going to end the corruption in Albany? When somebody stands up and says, it's over. Like I did. It's over. No more. We don't do it anymore. And if I catch it, I'm going to turn you in and send you to jail. I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat. I don't care if you contributed to my campaign or somebody else's campaign. It is one of the worst crimes to sell out the public. And how do we stop it when we have a president that probably is in the selling out the public hall of fame for 30 years of being a cheap and then a massive crook. It's not even disputable. I don't care what my friend Alan Dershowitz says. He hasn't looked at the hard drive. He doesn't really know the hard drive. And he never prosecuted a case in his life. He defended people. In fact, if Alan would like to defend the case, I'd be more than happy to prosecute the RICO case, the 30-year RICO case. Finally, the text has come out that says from one of the co-conspirators, one of the principal ones, an admission. You don't get this usually in a case. This is dynamite for a prosecutor and deadly for a defendant. For 30 years, I paid all the expenses of this family, and I still had to kick 50% of my income back to pop. And for 30 years, all he did were deals that were premised on Pop's influence, where the major question was, why would anybody be paying him? Why would the most crooked man in Ukraine uh, be paying him? Well, when we uh, come back, we'll, be, we'll talk about uh, the rest of the Hochul situation with Lieutenant Governor Benjamin, and then we'll have the mayor's final words also. We'll be right back. Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy Giuliani Show. 
This is Rudy Giuliani back with you from uh, Houston, Texas, a city that is as traumatized about crime as we are, which to me is a shock because I spent 10 years coming back and forth to this city, and the last thing in the world they thought about was crime. Doors open, you know, and, and, and it also was during a period of time where they'd love to come to New York because... They'd tell me stories about what New York was like before I was mayor and how they enjoyed coming to New York. And it's almost like it was um, almost like it was a blessed time. And I had the great benefit of knowing we had a mayor in New York that took over for me that, that kept things the way they were, improved on, on, on some of them with Ray Kelly, who uh, was a great police commissioner, and, and Mike Bloomberg. I know he's a Democrat. I know he's doing a lot of things I don't agree with. I thought he got too personal with Donald Trump, all that, all that, all that. But I will never, ever be more appreciative for how he carried on uh, the things that I started that I thought Democrats were going to reverse. That's why I made CompStat uh, statistics public. I decided that about seven months before I was going to leave office because I said, if one of these machine Democrats uh, succeeds me, they're going to do away with this, and the press is not going to care because they're Democrats, and they're going to go back to the same practices that we now see with Hochul building a stadium so her husband can make a fortune, among other things, and then wasting $4 billion of your dollars in order to pay off the people to do it, and then selecting the lieutenant governor who has himself indicted already for a bribery scheme, which the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York, my old job, pointed out uh, was a straight quid pro quo. By the way, Mr. U.S. Attorney, uh, go get the tape of Joe Biden speaking to the Atlantic Council about how he got rid of uh, the prosecutor so he could fix the Burisma case. Uh, I can show you the quid and the quo. That's a classic bribe. Then filled out by the motive, get his son off the hook, which has now been expanded to a much bigger motive, which you get from the hard drive, which is to get a multi-billionaire, organized crime, criminal, pro-Russian off, who got to keep the $5 billion that he stole. And the Biden crime family got its 8 to $14 billion, which was nothing in comparison to the multiple billions they got in China. With him sitting there, and with those crimes laid out one after the other, and the admissions and the hard drive and the documentary evidence that exists. How do you stop crime when you've got a major 30-year bribe taker sitting in the White House with a family that supported it? Let's let's listen to let's listen to how this uh, family, which. I mean, it's hard, hard, since I know so much about them, it's even hard to, uh, to discuss this. This is a, this is a sound, this is a, this is a sound bite um, from Valerie Biden blaming Trump for the Biden family troubles. This is Valerie B- Biden. Hunter walked through hell. He didn't wake up and say, you know, Aunt Val, I think I'm going to be an addict. Trump and his right wing followers have continued to do whatever they can to discredit the family and therefore bring Joe down. 
That's Hillary Clinton, right? The vast right-wing conspiracy. Valerie, I don't know exactly who you are. But you know your family's crooked. And you know your brother's been taking bribes for years. And your other brother James has been a bag man who got a contract in Iraq to sell us out in Iraq. And you know why your, your, your nephew is such a horribly afflicted drug addict because his father put him in as a bag man and had him working with some of the biggest criminals in the world. What kind of father is your brother? Donald Trump is responsible for all the stealing that the crooked Biden crime family did? You just told us what kind of family you are. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're a Hillary Clinton, vast white right-wing conspiracy bull artist. That's what you are. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome back. This is Rudy Giuliani. Talking to you from Houston, Texas. Used to be the site, the main office of my law firm. and Got lots of pals here. Enjoy coming here. And I'm extremely disappointed at how down they are about the level of crime. And, um, and they're not wrong because I, the, I looked at their statistics. They are blessed also with a uh, Soros... DA and and I've done several podcasts on Soros, but I think it's time to do a really comprehensive one. Why would this man, starting in 2014-15, invest well over 30 million dollars in putting in prosecutors who never prosecuted a case in their life, were uh, basically criminal-loving junkies in the sense that criminals could do no wrong? Okay, defend them. Don't put them out on the street so they can kill people again. I had five people tell me here that that's the reason for their crime. I don't know. A million people could tell me that in New York, couldn't they? And what is this? It's a Democrat city. I know I'm a partisan Republican. This is one of the reasons I'm a partisan Republican. Because it's much more likely to get killed in a Democrat city. They don't really give a damn how many people get killed. If they gave a damn, they'd have done something about it in Chicago a long time ago. And all I have to say is the people who vote Democrats for 50 years in Chicago, with the murders they have each weekend, 70, 80 percent black, they've got to be brainwashed. Can you get over it? Can you get over the brainwash? Can you see what you're headed for with Hochul? Isn't the handwriting on the wall? The lieutenant governor is already mixed up in a bribery scheme going back to when he was running for city uh, controller. He's got several other issues where he never should have been on the ballot. We don't, we, no, no use spending a lot of time on him, except as an example of the kind of people that inhabit Democrat machine politics in New York. The person you're talking to or is talking to you has experience prosecuting them. New York is corrupt. Mm -hmm. Albany in particular. This is just an example. What she did to get the stadium with her husband having the concession is a typical New York corrupt scheme. 
more often done by Democrats because they're in control. But Republicans, not too different. Most of the deterioration of this state could not have taken place without some cooperation by the professional rhino, whatever you want to call them, Republicans. My uh, experience as a prosecutor was neither party has a monopoly on virtue or advice. But what happens is when they get uh, monopoly control, when you get the 50 years of control in Chicago, it becomes, you're like a Roman emperor. And the same thing is true in New York. Because even though they didn't control the mayoralty for 20 years, and incidentally, maybe some of our best 20 years, does that kind of jump out at you? The other example of a Republican is LaGuardia. Does that jump out at you a little? Chicago never had that. Chicago never had a LaGuardia. It never had a Giuliani. It never had a Bloomberg. And now we're back under Democrat control or again. Adams has some very good instincts, but being part of that corrupt party and that corrupt Brooklyn machine hampers him. He can't go to Governor Hochul and say what I could say, which is very simply, you don't get bail reform. I don't care how you get. You, you want to spend $4 billion so your husband can make a lot of money? Go spend $4 billion and get me bail reform. And if you don't do it, I don't support you, Hochul. And now, with your lieutenant governor going down, with your scandal with the stadium, if the newly elected Democrat mayor of New York doesn't support you, hmm. well, I have on the line with me John uh, Tobacco, who has his own show, which I was on delightfully a few, a, a few weeks ago. But John knows this um, Benjamin thing a lot better than I do. So let me put, John, how are you? Man, how are you? Great to be with you. Great to be with you, John. So tell me about how you came about this and give us a little description of what it's about. Well, look, uh, this is just an extension, if you ask me, of the corruption we've seen in Albany for the past decade. Uh, Kathy Hochul came into office um, selected, not elected. Uh, and said that she was going to bring in a new era of fairness and transparency. And all we've seen so far is, A, right here, her right-hand man, Brian Benjamin, who she lauded as a great person and a great American and a great New Yorker as a lieutenant governor. Um, last year in January, when I was contemplating running for office, some folks had told me that Brian Benjamin was working with some other people to round up checks to get in the campaign finance program. I took a look at it. I started doing a little investigating. Um, then I read an article about it. And I personally wrote a letter to the New York City Campaign Finance Board and also to the New York City Department of Investigations, asking them to look into and investigate why an elected official was using a proxy to go out and round up money orders for $150, all the same denomination, and turn them into the city. And as you know, Mayor, in New York City, we have this cockamamie plan where taxpayers give candidates $8 for every dollar they raise. Yeah, so Benjamin thought he could beat the system, and he was going to get a friend to round up $150 checks, and for every 150 bucks, he gets another $1,200. And he went out there, and they used straw donors, fake people, um, 
And that investigation now turns into an arrest of the second highest elected official in the state. And um, I'm usually critical of our kind of U.S. attorneys and our and our and our D.A. here in New York City. But the feds got it right on this one. Brian Benjamin's a criminal, and I think that'll be panned out. Well, this this is a pause for Damian Williams. No question about it. And uh, and his press conference, which I heard some of, was excellent. His definition of bribery, well, I kind of said that exactly describes Biden's conversation with, <laughs> with Poroshenko when he said, if you don't get rid of the prosecutor, you won't get the billion. Quid pro quo. No uh, doubt. And man, what about, Hulk, what about that stadium up there? Uh, isn't her husband going to make a, a, a bundle with that stadium? Yeah, uh, uh, on the I heard you talking about the governor, and you're talking about a quid pro quo. You know, very interesting. Um, the Seneca Nation uh, they got a special deal with New York State to open up some casinos, and in two years that comes to an end. It turns out that um, the Seneca Nation has some competition out there, and this company Delaware North, um, who just happens to be the hospitality company who does all the food and beverage for the Buffalo Bills Stadium. Many people don't know this, but Governor Hochul shook about $500 million out of the Seneca Nation to put towards the stadium, which benefits her husband's company. He's the vice president and general counsel of a company that's getting $800 million from the state, with a big hunk of it coming from the Seneca Nation, where she basically shook him down, if you ask me, and said, hey, if you don't help us pay for this stadium— we're not going to renew your casino licenses in two years. Um, Delaware North, my husband's company, they're just going to run all the casinos in this state. So she's getting a stadium for her husband and potentially um, a bunch of casinos. I mean, she hasn't even been in office a year, and she's stinking the place up. No I mean, one uh, – I didn't think anyone could do worse than, than de Blasio, but Eric Adams, especially on crime, has certainly done worse than de Blasio in his first 100 days. And uh, Governor Hochul has done nothing uh, better than Andrew Cuomo and potentially also worse. Yeah, well, she made bail worse. She yeah. – uh, I mean, Cuomo had his problems. They didn't, they didn't happen this fast. I mean, you know, maybe she thinks she's only in there for a couple of months and she's going to cash in. I mean, that's the way yeah, these well, people I, think. I mean, you, uh, look, I used to prosecute them. The Democrat machine in New York is up and down corrupt as hell because it's in power for too long. When you've been in power that long, corruption always sets in. Maybe it would happen to Demo- Republicans if they were in power. I hope not, but maybe it would. But, I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, she's in office sort of as a test case, and she's proving to us that uh, she's in office to make money. You know, uh, Mayor, when you were uh, when you are a U.S. attorney, I know you prosecuted Democrats, Republicans, and all kinds, but, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little gilded here as an Italian-American, and I just get this feeling that um, if I was a legislator with a vowel at the end of my name, and I got a stadium deal where <laughs> one of my relatives with another vowel at the end of their name with a I'm not going to I'm not going to comment on that. I feel like there'd be a Rico case immediately. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there are people that think that Rico only applies to Italians. I know. I know but it, that. It also applies to the president of the United States. Fits like a glove that that text that came out yesterday in the post that's been hidden for a year and a half, you know, for 30 years. 
I've been I've been paying all the expenses of the family. You could have said crime family. And I still have to kick back half my income to pop. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a dynamite admission of a long term criminal conspiracy, otherwise known as a RICO case. And one of the things you can do with a RICO case, it's not just organized crime, it's white collar crime. You can seize the proceeds. Somebody could take the money that Biden made away from him. That'd be good. Yeah, I mean, hey, if anybody knows how a civil RICO works, it's you. And it certainly caused to look at a civil RICO. But uh, I just want to tell you this, Mayor. The Seneca Nation's president said that he's been having discussions um, with Delaware North and, and the governor. And these discussions are all based around further devaluing the Seneca Nation's exclusivity on gambling. And there's been a substantive discussions with us to extort hundreds of millions of dollars from the Seneca Nation. So to me, it it feels like there's a quid pro quo with the Seneca Nation, and they were extorted into this. Hey, put up some of the money for this stadium so so Delaware North can make more money. Otherwise, we're going to take away your gambling licenses. She probably thinks she's on borrowed time, so she might as well rack up the meter. A typical machine Democrat like Benjamin. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, John, tell, him about, you know, tell us about your show. That was a hell of a lot of fun in Staten Island, by the way. Oh, man. You know, uh, man, John is on, John so is on Newsmax. He's fabulous. I want to thank you so much. We had one of our highest rated shows that week. We kept it going since you've been on because so many people heard you were on and watched. And uh, our ratings are going through the roof. Uh, Newsmax, as you know, is one of the fastest growing cable networks in America. As it should be. And uh, on Wise Guys, you know, we play around with the Italian stereotype. But I'm, proud <laughs> to say, I'm proud to say I'm the son of a New York City cop. And my mom was a small businesswoman. And I was raised in a blue-collar household. When is it on? Guys, Tell us when it's on. Shows on Saturday nights at ten o'clock, and we, as you know, we just break it down and say it like it is. I'm no Harvard educated professor, talking head. I'm just a regular guy. No, you we could be a lot like smarter, a wise guy. With a lot more practical common sense, John. The show, the show. I have to tell you, I haven't enjoyed myself more in a long time. The show is worth watching. Uh, it's uh, both uh, substantive in the sense that they cover real issues, but then they have a lot of fun too. And, sure and, and, and the fun and the fun fits into what they're talking about. You just watch it. It's a, it's a unique show. I mean, you know, John, I think it's the kind of show you watch it and you watch it forever or you just don't like it. And there are yeah, very few well, look, people who uh, just don't like it. I mean, it's a great show. Everybody I've turned on to it since I was on to it tells me, where was this guy before? Jesus, he's terrific. We have like a cult following, you know, so many do, people, hundreds and hundreds of people every week tell me I tune in every week I, religiously. I got a DVR and I can't miss it. Many people are asking me, why don't they make it an hour? We want to see more <laughs> wise guys. So. I, thought, oh, I had such a good time. I thought it was an hour. It was great. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Well, I'll be back again, please, if you have me. All right. Oh, we can't wait to have you. Right. And uh, I just I just want to say this. Um, we need a new governor named Giuliani, and I'm sure whoever his lieutenant governor is is going to be a lot straighter than this guy.
Yeah, I think I'll check. I'll check him or her out. We'll make sure. <laughs> okay. Thank you, man. Take care, John. God bless you, and thank you for doing your duty here. And you, you know, you prevented what looks like a real disaster from happening again to our state. I mean, we've had two governors in a row who've had to resign because of scandals. I mean, and we've had controllers go to jail and this and that. Well, we'll be back very shortly with the mayor's final word. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Mayor's Final Thoughts. Well, thank you for returning. And yes, it is time for the Mayor's uh, Final Thoughts brought to you by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. T, the number 2T.org, where you put in your $11 a month and you'll be taking care of building smart homes for our uniformed uh, uh, members who are catastrophically injured and need help in order to be independent. And also uh, for those families who lose loved ones who need help with mortgages and need that kind of support that we're supposed to give them rather than the kind of grief given to them by President Biden who says that they're systemically racist. That's a quote from President Biden, that our law enforcement is systemically racist. Quite a thing for an American president to do, to attack our law enforcement. But if you've lived the life of crime that he's lived, maybe it's not such an exceptional thing to have done. So we're going, we're, go, we're going to take one or two, we're going to try to get one or two in because we uh, had John on and we talked quite a bit. So let's go to Peter in Staten Island. How you doing, Mayor? I'm doing well, Peter. How are you? I'm good, good. I would just like somebody to investigate that the former Governor Cuomo is actually going to be appointing one of the first uh, licenses to grow marijuana in New York State. No. He's yes, going to be a pot grower? And he's going to be doing it uh, with three black women, so they're going to be the front for him, but he's the major So they, they get some kind of minority uh, benefit for that? Uh, yes, exactly. It, it, it's set up for minorities, but he's actually the minority <laughs> holder. You know, so, I know, I know I'm going to get a lot of grief for this, but the Democrat Party in this city and state is a disaster. This state is a disaster because of the Democrat Party. Not just the corruption, but, you know, the $220 billion budget, as opposed to the $98 billion budget in Florida, is really a testament to our corruption to the corrupt public officials that we elect. And they're mostly Democrats because Democrats are in control, not because they're morally better or worse than Republicans. They've got the opportunities, and you give it to them constantly. And then they take over the law enforcement officers, and they do things like they don't investigate and prosecute the Bidens or, the, or, the, or Cuomo walks away with no penalty, really. Whereas a Republican, if he, you know, f- forgets to pay a ticket, goes to jail. That's what happens when you set up a political monopoly and you put them in power over and over and over again. How about this year we break it? How about we give it a try? Vote them out of office, all of them. 
Let them start again from the beginning. I bet they develop a much better political party. Much, much better. And much more in the public interest. Let's let's talk to Joel in in Israel because I missed him yesterday and I want to see what's going on there. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I apologize for that. I was right by the Jordan River and I got uh, two signs. I came out of a 2,000-year-old synagogue and I went on to YouTube and right away episode 82 came up, which was, you know, your great episode that summarizes all of this two years ago. And then I was by the Jordan River and I saw... Well, today's Holy Tuesday, Happy Holy Tuesday, but it said, a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved in whom I am well pleased, and I think all of your followers, millions of people, really oh, feel that about much. your efforts and work. Much. I mean, But I, I do have to tell well. you, I, I, I can't escape some degree of feeling vindicated with what has come out with the hard drive and that the things that I was accused of being a Russian agent and a Russian spy and an alcoholic and... I don't know what else uh, have, you know, everything I've said has proven to be true. I mean, you can go back, and I'm glad you mentioned those episodes. Those episodes were a year and a year and a half ago. It was laid out for the public, if you would believe me. But So you're going to spend Holy, Holy Week and the High Holy Days and the whole thing in, 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 in the Holy Land, huh, Joel? They're all coming, and mm-hmm. uh, it's wonderful to see everybody together. Um, I wanted to mention one thing about, uh, you know, now that people have moved past the projection because they really see everything, they're moving into a state of, and maybe you and Dr. Maria can talk about this, there's cognitive dissonance and cognitive resonance. And these are two theories of of Jung, and, and they've studied this about when people have to integrate this new information they basically react in three ways, and we kind of move past the first way where people just push it away or think it's crazy. This, the second way is where they get all emotional about it, like what you experienced when you were on those interviews with, with Cuomo and stuff mm-hmm. on CNN. And the third way is they take a healthy approach and they say, okay, I got it wrong. I got to integrate it. And then hopefully after the truth, we, well, there will be some, some justice. And, I um, hope so. I hope, I hope we yep. can get Democrats to objectively analyze the condition of their party and the condition of the Biden family. You know it better. You know it firsthand and upfront and uh, unlike most others. But this has been for 30 years a thoroughly corrupt family, and they're sitting in the White House. And, and, and that Valerie Biden, who I played before, talking about poor little Hunter. I mean, if, if Hunter is a poor little Hunter, he's a poor little Hunter because his father abused him. The, the kid had a drug problem at 18. You don't put him in business with the most crooked person in Ukraine or Whitey Bulger's nephew or the spy master of China. You take an addictive personality, you put him in with people like that, and, that, and, you, and you get a Hunter Biden who's a danger to children. They haven't played that text yet. Wait until they play that text. They're afraid to because they're cowards. God bless America. And God bless all of you who still have that feeling for freedom like our fellow Ukrainians. Boy, isn't that inspiring? That's what freedom's about. God bless you and God bless America.